Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar that meets each week to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles, and also to create a platform for those people who are already members of triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of light, of loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger framework of the planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So as we've been doing each week now, we're going to begin with a brief visualization followed by the sounding of the mantram that you see on your screen. So let's come together as a group and sound silently together the OM three times as a personality, achieving alignment. And now sound the OM silently again three times, but as a soul conferring inspiration. Then focusing yourself at as high a point as possible and using the creative imagination to your fullest capacity. See the radiation of love as light pouring from the soul and raying forth as a mental influence to others.
and see that light from the soul pouring forth also as an emotional benediction to others. And also see that light pouring from the soul as vital life in your aura and your physical presence. And now again, silently sound the OM three times as an integrated personality and soul fused and blended into one. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need we reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. When life is viewed from the perspective of the eternal realities, it's seen differently. For we live in a world where too often the unreal trumps the real, wherein darkness appears as light, where up seems like down. And this situation leaves many people confused, not knowing who or what to believe or which way to turn. And this situation is all part of the overall astral reversal, which conditions our world today. However, despite these outer conditions, the fogs and mists, many people today are developing an ability to focus themselves within the mental body and are seeing through the glamour of the times. Deglamored and disillusioned, it's said that humanity awaits the coming revelation. 
It's only through the mind that the door of entry to the inner worlds, and not the world of astral phantasmagoria, opens. For the mind is the sixth sense, and just like all the other senses, it must be cultivated and used in a threefold manner. It enables the soul to gather information from the three worlds. It's also the vehicle whereby the soul can convey information to the integrated personality. And the third function of the mind is to provide a window or means whereby one can gain insight into the world of the soul on its own plane. It thus becomes the eye of vision. The door towards these higher realizations does not open through sentiment, through wishful thinking, through desire, but rather it opens as we use our minds to cut through the ages long tendencies to wander in glamour. And we begin the more challenging work of forging those alignments within consciousness that enable us to pierce through the separating veils and see things and ourselves as they are, as we are. And then over time, we accrue a measure of wisdom, but we're not often born wise. We have to become so through discipline and perseverance and this growing mental polarization. And as the wisdom of the inner realms matures within us, a new way begins to open up, one that is characterized by a newfound freedom, which is called sometimes in the teachings, the way of light and of joy. We then begin to partake of that vibratory state, those fleeting deep impressions that are ever present, but which too often remain hidden or blocked from view by the perturbations that more often than not qualify the unredeemed substance of the mental plane. In triangles, we work to bridge these gaps between the seen and the unseen worlds and thereby aid in the manifestation or materialization of that which is awaiting precipitation. And so in the midst of the crisis, and the strife, the chaos, and the many challenges, we can stand as beacons, shining forth the light, helping others to find their way. It's said that joy comes in the morning, but as yet we're only experienced the dawning of the Aquarian age. We might therefore say that joy, the joy that will characterize the coming cycle is not yet truly expressing itself. But the dawn which characterizes this present time also has its special virtues, particularly for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. And it would also seem that members of the group of world servers have an advantage and a sort of a pipeline to that joy because they have caught the vision of that which is upon the horizon and they sense the morning while the dawn is still dark. Birds often are used to represent the quality of joy 
and they're often used in seed thoughts given out to students. Here's a few of those seed thoughts on joy. I am a bird of song. Those in the high air can hear my song. My fellow pilgrims feel my joy. Another is joy settles as a bird within the heart, but has winged its way from the secret place within the head. I am that bird of joy. Therefore, with joy, I serve. Another is the peculiar radiation, the peculiar type of radiation, which the Tibetan wants you to endeavor to express, is that which reaches others upon the wings of joy. So it's the peculiar radiation which your Tibetan brother wants you to endeavor to express is that light which reaches others upon the wings of joy. We can see why birds are a symbol of the soul's joy. Birds convey freedom, the freedom to soar into the heights, but also to descend and alight upon the things of this world. They are messengers, vehicles for communication with higher realms. They embody devic force. We can think of the qualities that birds possess and seek to develop them within our own nature, thus lessening any tendencies towards feeling weighted down and overburdened. Then joy can become a gift we bring to others to lift their burdens. It's interesting when considering birds to observe their aliveness during the pre-dawn hour. They herald the new day when the sky is still dark. Thus they are symbols of shraddha or utter fearlessness, a recognition of that which is on the horizon but not yet manifest to the still sleeping world. We might therefore consider the chorus of birds before dawn as a symbol of the joy that is being released by the new group of world servers everywhere. It's said that at least one of the reasons birds sing in the morning is because they're taking in the onslaught of oxygen that's being released by the trees as dawn approaches. Trees are sometimes seen as symbols of the Antakarana, the tree with roots above and flowers below. So as the esoteric workers seize upon this pre-dawn hour, those who particularly who stand within the heart center of the new group of world servers can work together, consecrating themselves to this inner bridging work, thereby enabling the plan to precipitate the air to be full with those precipitations, which become as oxygen to fuel the minds of those working in the other departments of the group. Joy is that vibration that qualifies the inner ashrams. It emanates from that high place and radiates out through the new group to aid in bringing the soul's radiation to those who can respond to it. Of course, this quality of the soul's joy differs 
from its all too often concrete human interpretations. We know about happiness with its ups and downs, its impact and pull upon the astral body. Humanity searches wildly after happiness only to find that once it is attained, it never satisfies. Joy, on the other hand, is something other, not dependent upon external things. Joy comes through finding opportunities to release soul energy within the daily round of life experience. We can seek out these opportunities, create space for them, and then they will increasingly come our way. They will increasingly find outlets in our lives. In this regard, the Tibetan gives this counsel. Learn to include more people within the range of your daily thought. It is good exercise for the disciple in training. Let your influence welling forth from a steady and radiant center make itself felt in ever-widening ranges of contact. Seize each opportunity for, more, for a more expanded interplay with other lives, touching them wherever you possibly can, and achieve in that way that fluidity of response which will carry you forth upon the tide of an ever-richer service. So as we follow that injunction to widen our sphere of radiation, letting our thoughts reach out to all triangles, workers throughout the world, and then through the network, touching all human hearts and minds that can respond, let's work together with our visualization. Let's begin by linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all people throughout the world working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We summon the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. 
using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words that will be poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And now we come to the third and final part of our work together today, wherein if anyone has any thoughts that they'd like to share with the group, you can do that by typing your comments into the chat box, or you can raise your hand by clicking on your name in the participants box. And if anyone would like to form a triangle, form either their first triangle or a new triangle, um, you can place your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people here today will also join with you. Thank you, Nina, and for everyone for your contributions to our work together each week. We can see the effectiveness, I believe, of the Triangles Network as well as the work being undertaken by so many individuals and groups throughout the planet who are making those interconnections by the fact that we can see such a tremendous um, precipitation of energies in our world today in accordance with the plan. It's really apparent that while there are so many challenges to that precipitation, it seems clear that the forces of light are picking up momentum and really, really moving outward onto the physical plane. So we should all be encouraged to continue our work and to do whatever we can to strengthen it. Clint writes, joy is possible. Energy follows thought. By telling yourself daily, almost like a mantra, I am joyful and believing it is possible you can achieve it to some measure. Yes. It's, uh, the Tibetan says that the Christ, one of his missions is to come to teach humanity about joy uh, because of the past uh, millennia of years, there's so many, so many trials and tribulations that humanity has sort of lost 
that ability to be joyful. And so part of his mission, as I said, is to teach humanity about joy. Um, Kathy writes, your intro resonated with me. Um, well, it's, it's not from a book, it's from years of studying the book. So um, there's a transcript that was been uploaded um, earlier. So if you just scroll up, you should see the transcript. And if you don't see it, we can send it to you if you email us your address in the chat box. Suzanne writes, while meditating, I very often hear birds singing in the background. Does that mean they are tuning into the meditation and energies? It's so joyful. Confirmation to, uh, today of what you talked about, the birds. I've definitely noticed, um, I've seen it more when people are speaking, that birds often start singing if the people are speaking in alignment with their soul, if they happen to be um, in their homes and the windows are open, you can often hear the birds singing. But yes, I've noticed it also with meditation, even not before dawn, but after dawn, that birds can come and sing. So yeah, I think it is a confirmation, as you say. Thank you, Nathaniel. Heidi writes, joy is the light of the soul. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Arana. Carla writes, thank you for this uplifting talk. I especially appreciated the example of the birds singing at dawn, which will daily remind me to be joyful. Yeah, I think it is truly... Uh, a special time. We all know that it's in a, a very appropriate time to meditate and then to like finalize our meditation during the actual dawning of the sun each day. Uh, I read an account of a man who really um, attributes his miraculous healing to um, breathing in the energy, simply breathing in the energy and aligning himself in the morning before dawn in alignment with the birds and the trees releasing oxygen. David shares from Leaves of Moria's Garden 1, 327, remember the vigor of the dawning hour. The coolness of the morning is a refreshing drought to your spirit hasten to drink it. Thank you so much, David. That's beautiful. Um, Volodymyr says he wants to form a triangle. So I hope that two other people here will respond to Volodymyr and form a triangle with him. And if that doesn't happen, hopefully we'll be able to find to other people who will email us at headquarters. And so we'll, we'll form that triangle for you. Maria writes, a favorite quote from the Tibetan, joy is a special wisdom. So much to ponder on. 
Thank you, Maria. Daniel writes, this meditation encourages us to expand the points to radiate light. Yet my work seems to bring me to more places of silence and aloneness. Well, it said that in, in solitude, the rose of the soul blooms. And so we know that even if we are seemingly alone from the outer perspective of this three worlds, sometimes that's a more effective way to participate with the world of souls. And so if you're moving into that space, it, it can be a good thing. Uh, Kathy writes that this reminds me of an Emily Dickinson poem, Hope is the Thing with Feathers. Thank you. Angela writes, Master DK says the birds are devas or angels waiting to incarnate as humans. Well, I'm not sure they always want to incarnate as humans because they're a parallel evolution, the devas. Um, there can be some transmigration between the two kingdoms, I'm told, but I think that's more rare. Um, but the devas are here to help us and to bring joy. They bring joy to humanity. Uh, Richard, I see your hand raised. So, hello, Richard. Hello, it's Rebecca on. Oh, you. sorry, sorry, I always get that wrong. <laughs> I always confuse you. Um, I just wanted to um, express um, gratitude and appreciation, especially for everything and all the beautiful things that are being said. Um, but especially um, what has come to my mind is the idea that you expressed that the triangles meditation, um, the energies are going out and are showing an influence in the world. And one of the things that um, sparked for me when you said that was the recent um, response to the um, shooting in the um, yeah. Muslim community in Christchurch and um, the amazing um, uprise of compassion and solidarity that's been expressed um, yes. in um, across the the planet um, in just in community, not not in any particular group, but across people everywhere, holding vigils and expressing their their um, concern and compassion. And I just think that's a beautiful example of um, how how the light and the love and the power is is coming through um yeah into the world yes and focalized by the powerful alignment of the prime minister in new zealand it's mm. just amazing yeah. yeah thank you so much i know you're from australia so you're very close to it and but as you said it was a global outpouring of compassion so mm. so wonderful thank you And Ellie. Hi, Hello, Ellie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I, uh, so what a great subject. And I wanted to point out that the ramifications for joy and, and a joyous experience, even as the Tibetan um, says in some of the work, even in the midst of despair, you can find yeah. joy. But um, 
I've been uh, rereading um, Bruce Lipton's The Biology of Belief and mm. the, um, the implication for our attitude towards everything in the universe is profound. And our bodies, our very cells and atoms that comprise our body at any given time actually respond to joy and gratitude and and other emotion joy-based emotions and then if you factor in what we now know which is very little really but still profound about the quantum world that our joy affects joy across the entire known and unknown universes yeah so just that thought alone you know so thought thought thoughts become things that's one phrase you hear quite a bit and it's so true or as as i think it was um oh i i don't know edgar casey or somebody's thoughts give birth to worlds so our thoughts can literally change the world and that's again points to the power of prayer and the triangles work and and just having a joyful attitude despite whatever might be going on around us close or far, you know? Yes. So, but it's, it is profound to think that I can change my cells by being yeah. joyful. Yes. And, and it has profound implications for the medicine of the future, which I'm going to, to say is going to be vibrational and frequency based, you know? Yes. So anyway, good to hear you. Thank you all. And um, see you next week, but what a great subject. Thank you, Ali. Thank okay. you so much. Yes. Uh, Julie writes, in the Agni Yoga book, hierarchy, joy is in the Agni Yoga book, hierarchy. Oh, joy is, this, sorry. In the Agni Yoga book, hierarchy, joy is described as a special wisdom. Oh, it's the same quote that Maria shared. Um, Alex writes, the birds are responding to the sattva that arises at sunrise and sunset. Powerful times to meditate. Yes. Uh, Daniel asks to distinguish between joy and bliss. Well, bliss is something that I obviously don't know anything about because it's really um, a quality infinitely higher it's more of a monadic quality as i understand it and so just it's helpful for us to know that there's happiness in the three worlds and joy as well for those who are bridging but joy is more characteristic of the ashrams and then the masters and those in shambhala are those who can tune into bliss all right well just see if I can read a couple more quotes. Alex writes, I have read that birds song open channels between us and the devas. Yes. Uh, Lee says he'd like to be in a triangle. And I saw that Sue Christensen and another person wanted to form a triangle. So we'll get in touch with all of you to work with our, our new friend, Volodymyr. Former poet laureate of US has written and spoken about birds singing in their poetry, Bright Wings, an illustrated anthology of poems about birds from the poet laureate, Billy Collins. Thanks, Camille, that sounds great. The full quote from the Dickens poem, Dickinson poem is, hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without 
the words and never stops at all. Uh, Dot writes from Tara, joy like a bird on the wing, I fly towards the sun. I sing in my heart so that all I meet may hear. Thank you, Tara and Dot. Why do we feel like crying when we get joy? Well, a friend of mine said that's when you have tears, it's an opening of the Ajna center. So showing a link between the Ajna and joy. So let's now thank you all. Warm thanks to everyone for their contributions. And let's take a moment of silence to link up with the currents of joy that underlie the Triangles Network. Thank you.